I'm James Milley. And I'm Alex Mito. And this is The Artist Business Plan. Your favorite weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs hosted by Superfine Art Fair. Hello, business artists. You are listening to The Artist Business Plan, which means that you are certifiably awesome. I am James Milley, co-founder of Superfine Art Fair. We are the most widespread art fair for independent artists in the U.S. and one of the top resources for all things related to building your very own thriving art business. Today, we've got Maria Nikova here with us. Maria actually just joined us for our Superfine New York Fair a couple months ago and is going to share more about discovering your inspiration. I am very excited to hear what she has to say, but first, I've got an amazing offer here just for you ABP listeners. New York City, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and yes, Miami. These are just a few of the places where you and your art can meet your next collector when you sign up and exhibit with us at Superfine Art Fair. Join the number one art fair for independent artists as we travel across the United States reaching thousands of qualified in-person art buyers at every single fair. And prepare yourself for success with a full suite of business resources like our very own podcast, which you're listening to right now. Superfine started with the connection between artists and an eager, empowered, qualified buying audience. So many alternatives didn't provide any real value for the artists who spent their precious time, hard-earned money, and major effort mounting and exhibiting their work, without the results to back it up. And that meant it was time for something new. For seven years, Superfine has focused on breaking down these barriers and creating sustainable economic opportunities for artists to build careers from our fair. To find your place at a Superfine Fair, simply visit www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. Don't miss the chance to be a part of the top business artist community in the world. And when you mention the artist business plan, you'll receive a $150 credit on your booth no matter what size or city you choose. So that's $150 off. Just go online to www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art to set up your qualification call with James and get started selling your art with Superfine today. Again, that's www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. All right, so we are back here with Maria Nikova. Maria is a Bulgarian-born, New Zealand-raised artist who currently lives in the United States. She creates figure drawings, fine art photographs, and acrylic paintings with an openness to explore and experiment with different art mediums. Her photography and paintings shift between surrealism and abstraction depending on whether the purpose is to capture a feeling or describe a situation. Welcome to the Artist Business Plan, Maria. Hi, how are you? So good. So great to uh, to hear your voice again. <laughs> um, now, before we get started, Maria, uh, I wanted to ask you something to try to um, uh, help our listeners get to know you a little better. Uh, what is the earliest memory that you have of art? That is such a fun question, I find. Um, and it's interesting as I try to answer it because it really depends on what you um, consider art, I guess. Um, I think for me, um, my mom used to be a fashion designer um, when we were back in Bulgaria. And so I would be um, constantly in her, um, around her and in her feet and just kind of watching her do her thing. Um, and she would create these beautiful um 
you know, designs and they were all kids clothes basically. And so what I would do is uh, try and, you know, copy her. And so I would make little um, clothes for my Barbie doll. And I thought that was just so much fun. And in fact, she would sometimes um, draw inspiration from some of those things that I would make and um, kind of turn them into reality. And I used to draw quite a bit as well. So those are kind of the, the couple of things that I would do um, as soon as I was able, a, able to use my hands and like hold things and uh, play around properly. So, yeah. That is fantastic. I, I love that your mom turned some of your, your own designs into uh, uh, reality, uh, with, like kind of taking inspiration from you. I mean, you know, there's nothing, nothing more pure than uh, a, a child's creativity. So that's, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I never really appreciated it back then. Um, not until much later. I was like, Oh, wow, good on her. That's actually kind of, um, you know, bald to, to be able to do that. So that absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, thank you so much, Maria, for that uh, story. Uh, let's go ahead and dive into the rest of our questions. Um, so you have three major categories for the work that you produce, um, and I want to uh, address each of them. So let's begin with the paintings. So throughout your work, there is a heavy influence from science and the foundations of the natural world. What draws you to complex biological and chemical relationships, and how do you use paint as a reflection of them? So that is probably influenced from the other side of my family. My my grandpa, my dad, um, they were, uh, well, my dad is um, heavily into maths and physics, and my grandpa was a teacher and a physicist as well. And um, I think I've always been interested in kind of reading and learning um, anything to do with science. So even to this day, my um, reading for fun is science oriented. And so I just keep getting amazed all the time. Um, and don't ask me to quote anything because yeah. that's <laughs> pretty quickly, but that's kind of part of the fun of it. I just keep redis- rediscovering these things and I get, um, it was just my brain is so visual that I just keep thinking of, oh, wow, how do I put this? How, well, how would I put this together on a page? Or this reminds me of X, Y, and Z. And so kind of these are the thoughts that go through my head a lot of the times. Um, and what comes out on the page or with painting is, is just very surprising by the end. You don't really, you have a feeling and you follow it. And the visual at the end is, um, is, is different to what you originally thought it would be. Um, which I find a lot of, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's a little bit of a conversation with the canvas or whatever medium you're using. It's a back and forth and a, um, and, uh, you know, a little bit of a, um, interpretation of a, of a thought or idea, um, that I've just kind of read or learned about. Yeah. Uh, and you can really see that in the work as you're looking at it. Um, so on that note, uh, for anyone who would like to, uh, look at Maria's work and, uh, follow along as, as you listen, uh, Maria's Instagram is marianakova.art, which is M-A-R-I-Y-A-N-A-K-O-V-A dot art, 
Um, so you can definitely take a look at that visual as we're chatting. Um, but yeah, definitely in terms of what you're talking about, the conversation with uh, the canvas, so to speak, I, I love that. And I think that's that's the beautiful thing about um, all art, but I would say especially like abstract or geometric art is, you know, there is um, something that you're starting with that you have in mind, uh, but then it definitely evolves as you're creating it. Um, and I think that's just a very exciting thing that, you know, you can go into a painting or an artwork not knowing what you're planning the final result to be. And, and you get to discover that along the way too. I think it's yeah. great. And a lot of the times with um, topics and themes like um, science, there isn't really much, you know, a, a lot of the times there's there's no way to portray it, but to be kind of creative and surreal and and imagine and, and um, be abstract a little bit. So um, it, it, it just gets to be a lot of fun um, to try and figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that leads really nicely into um, the next question. Um, so surrealism and abstraction are uh, key concepts that you use to define your work as you just defined. Um, so uh, despite having such a strong focus on figurative compositions, uh, why did you end up choosing uh, these, these traits uh, for promoting your art? Yeah, I guess I'll just pick up where where I left off just before. A lot of the themes are um, are, are you know difficult to. Um, it, it's not like you can you can go and kind of be like, oh, let me see a picture of a you know um, of a micro particle. A lot of the times you kind of have to imagine what they look like or um, a relationship between two particles or um, you know kind of the distance from planet A to planet B, you know, these are just such um, sometimes just crazy thoughts or difficult to comprehend that, you know, you, you're, you're, you know, trying to imagine and, and your brain is trying to explain it to yourself in, in a certain way. So um, I find that abstraction and surrealism are um, a really good way to scratch that itch for me. <laughs> Um, especially when um, those kind of topics and themes are, um, you know, a little bit, um, you know, are, are leaning on on your uh, imagination to try and describe them. So um, that's kind of where it's all coming from. Yeah, no, I, I, I love that. I love that your work is it's rooted in science and, uh, and physics, but then it also kind of has this, uh, this magical quality where you're getting to, uh, make some rules for yourself too. It, um, it reminds me a little bit. One of my favorite album covers is, uh, it's the planetarium album. Uh, Sufjan Stevens is the one singing it, but it's produced by a few people, but all of the, uh, planets in the solar system are on the front and they're just kind of like stacked on top of each other. So it's almost yeah. like this little like caterpillar of planets. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> cool. Um, but it just kind of reminded me of what you were saying about like, uh, kind of getting to kind of like make up the distance between planets. Um, it's, you know, uh, like ha having that element to it, that's really what uh, is plugging yourself into the art. So it's not just like you taking something you, you read in one of, uh, one of these physics books and putting it on, on the canvas. It's like, you know, you're, you're also, uh, infused into the, the creative process, which is very cool. Yeah. The other part to it is it all kind of 
leads from one to the other when it comes to um, these topics. And, um, you know, some of it is not necessarily science related, but it's very kind of inner self um, and like your thoughts and feelings. And those are also very abstract and, and kind of surrealist and your reality versus facts and what you see versus what's actually going on out there. So, you know, some of these things, um, just, you know, how do you explain them visually um, is, is uh, the, I guess, the thoughts and challenges I um, like to play with um, when, I, when I have that canvas in front of me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, in your drawing series, so you have uh, repeatedly taken the human body and tweaked it ever so subtly. Uh, what was crucial about capturing this personal twist? And did you find that the blending of charcoal and ink challenged you enough to want to return to figure drawing? And again, as I'm asking these questions, uh, I, I strongly encourage you to go to Maria's Instagram so that you have the visual to go along with it. But, uh, but yes, uh, Maria, if you'd like to uh, take it away. Yeah, so um, the human body is just so um you know it just, it's just such an inspiration um and it's one of those things that um especially drawing i i kind of like to switch my brain off and and just go it's kind of like my cardio you you just go crazy there and um um a lot of the times when you plug into the moment um you kind of start seeing these shapes and you're like, okay, you start kind of imagining, oh, maybe, you know, this person is, and you build your own profile of the person without even knowing who they are. And so that also kind of helps shape the picture on, um, on the piece of paper in front of me. So, um, it, it makes it my own person. So it's got nothing to do with the model that's there, you know, it looks like them and it's, it's, definitely pulling from um you know the poses that they uh, come up with but at the end of the day a lot of it is just me making up a person or portraying a certain feeling um and so that's why some of the tweaks are kind of accentuating some of those parts um of the body and um giving it a different meaning and a different life um you know, for, and it doesn't happen every single time, mind you, you know, um, just inspiration can be elusive a lot of the times. Um, so you have to kind of let yourself go a little bit and stop judging and uh, just let it, let it, let it happen to you um, in a way. And those are the moments that it actually really clicks and works. And, um, you know, with, I do love charcoal because it's just so organic and malleable, um, you know, and I feel like I'm almost sculpting with charcoal on the page a lot of the time. Um, so it helps a lot. And then every so often I switch to um, ink and ink is almost like the opposite. It's so unforgiving. Um, it just kind of forces you to, to be in that moment. Um, and so, you know, it's not like, you can't make a mistake because that's kind of the opposite of what I'm trying to say there. But it's it's definitely if you trust, you know, so I pick up ink kind of 
halfway through to three quarters through the session where I'm feeling loose and comfortable and confident. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I can do this now. Um, and it feels like you forget every time, right? Like, can you go back to drawing? You're like, okay, I need, I need 10, 15 minutes to, to get back into it. And then, you know, after a while, you feel confident and loose and like, okay, here comes the ink. And it's just awesome. You know, when it, when it works and you feel it and um, you're in the moment, it, it comes out really great. Yeah, I love that even with your uh, figure drawing, even if there is that model who is posing there, it's almost a similar thought process to uh, your your more abstract or less uh, representational work where it's, uh, you know, you are still discovering as you go, like as you're creating the piece, there is uh, this conversation with the canvas or the paper. Um, but I also think that's a really good pro tip uh, with, you know, artists who have this anxiety around the unforgivingness of ink to, you know, start with something else in the, in the piece. And then once you're, once you're relaxed and you feel kind of in the groove, then start using, uh, you know, the ink and, and going from there because, uh, yeah, I, I, I could definitely understand that where it's just like the moment the ink is on the paper, uh, it's, uh, there's just know. no going back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No going back. No, no malleability there. <laughs> yep. Cool. Uh, all right. Well, we are going to come right back and Maria is going to tell you more about her photography and her study as a whole, but first a message from our sponsors. Artists, not sure about the next move in your career? Whether you're a talented emerging artist or a 9-to-5 career artist looking for an upgrade, Superfine Art Fair is the boost you've been waiting for. Showcasing top quality work with the highest level of production in the industry, Superfine has been continually developed over the past seven years to become the number one art fair for independent artists in the United States. If you want to make lifelong connections with collectors, if you're willing to learn new methods of marketing, and if you're able to make a plan and execute on it, then you're going to fit right in with our business artist community. From the east to the west, there are plenty of opportunities to expand your arts career with Superfine. To apply for a Superfine art fair near you, visit www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. Mention the artist business plan during your qualification call and we'll take an additional $150 off of your booth fee for any city and any fair that you choose. We can't wait to welcome you to the Superfine community and start helping you sell more art today. All right, so Maria, now your photography. Again, many media. Uh, Maria is, is a, a, you know, uh, a, a very multifaceted, talented artist. Uh, but so Maria, your photography, it comes across as its own entity, separate from the paintings and drawings. Uh, what was it about using a pitch black background that you gravitated towards? And how did you refine your process for lighting the sets during shoots? Well, so this um, section of my art practice is where kind of the drama um, starts seeping through. Um, I used to, and you know, in a, in a previous life, I used to um, be in the film and television industry. So, um, it, you know, kind of that flair for drama and the cinematography um, part of it stuck with me quite a bit. Um, and um, I think eventually I figured out that this whole idea of 
surrealism and being able to or wanting to portray what the subconscious would look like so for example if you're um you know in a particular mood I always felt like um it's this this uh, velvety um, black room that you enter into it's like this pitch black room but it's not scary at all it's just comforting and cozy it's the perfect temperature and um, you're just able to see this pure emotion that you're feeling or whatever it is that you're going through um, and it it had its own body and so to me that was kind of a representation of what that would be and so my first series with that was um called the um the form of mental state and it was just all sorts of different um you know um playing around with with different poses and um colors and um getting to that though was um both challenging and fascinating and a lot of hard work um i ended up um, creating my own set of little flashlights that have um, pinholes at the end and they're different size pinholes and kind of different shapes and whatnot. Um, so a little MacGyvering on my end to to get to a point where I was getting the right result. Um, and so it's all done. It's all long exposure photography um, and actually done in a pitch black room. Um, and I was just, it, I called it, you know, it was painting with light over um, the body and we would change positions in the middle of the, um, of the photo to get the desired effect. But it was a lot of trial and error and a lot of, you know, um, uh, rehearsals um, and even kind of drawing it out beforehand just to make sure the concept is correct and we're getting what we're after. Um, but also it was about finding the right model, um, it, not just physically, but also being able to connect with them um, intellectually on, and be kind of on the same page and be able to convey the idea um, so that they can feel it and be able to show it, you know. Um, so a bunch of them are actually dancers, um, you know, which kind of makes sense because they're able to express um, themselves through the body very well. Um, so that, that kind of is how things came about. And, the, you know, and the, that pitch black background, um, is not only a good representation of how I think our subconscious would look like, but also it's just such an effective, um, contrast, um, background for, you know, for the, for the human body to pop on, you know, um, just kind of focuses everything in very sharply. Like I said, this is the drama part of my, <laughs> of, my of my artwork. So, um, you know, it's just a fun, fun little process. And, and, you know, just kind of parallel to all of that, I love, love, love. And I'm just fascinated by the whole kind of photography process because there's a whole bunch of you know physics and science involved in it playing with you know light and length of exposure and all of that type of stuff so again it's just all very much in my in my um in my little interest um bag 
Um, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that that's been fantastic. And, you know, definitely when you look at your photography versus your um, drawings and paintings, it's like, you know, it's obviously it's a different uh, medium, but there's definitely certain things to it, like colors and, uh, and form and uh, that, that you see across both of them. Uh, but definitely, uh, you know, I, I think that you've re really highlighted some of the challenges with photography, like, you know, the, the whole, uh, uh, argument that photography is so easy because you're just snapping a picture oh boy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, you know, it's, it's just, uh, you're not having to, to draw that or, or create it. It's just in a moment. It's like, mm, no, there's a lot of preparation that goes into photography. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's also a difference between photography and photography, right? Um, you know, it just depends on what, what you're trying to achieve in the end. And, um, you know, I, I have, um, you know, family members that are phenomenal photographers and they, you know, take pictures of, either, you know, moving objects of, of whatever sorts or different landscapes. And I can tell you that I would, I feel like I would suck at all of that just because it's not something that I'm, I'm interested in. Um, and so it really also does matter um, kind of if you're taking photos of the thing that you're interested in. So finding your it and finding your little inspiration is such a big deal uh, for creating um, good photos and good art um, in the end. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that kind of takes me back to what you were saying before about how I think that you said um, drawing is, is your cardio where you can kind of just like go to town on it. And it's uh you know, at some point, what you're doing is is more just work based on your your skill set behind the that medium yeah. specifically. But really, where you come into play is your eye, your um, your vision of what you're creating. I mean, yeah. that is um, that is so much part of the process. And so, you know, for someone who, yeah, maybe they are just, uh, taking a quick photo of something and not building, uh, a, a room with, with pinholes in it, but, um, you know, that is still, you know, the eye, uh, is, is still such an important part of that for that person. And, you know, they have that eye for that landscape or, or that, um, still life. Um, so that I, I completely hear you there. Um, now, Maria, so we've discussed your drawings, your photography, your paintings. Um, each is best suited for a specific feeling or invocation. Um, how do all of these medias inform each other, though? Uh, do you ever create work in one that then transitions to another? Or, or could you tell us a little more about that? Oh, my gosh, totally. Um, and I, again, this is just such a funny thing that I, I never knew or predicted that it would be that way. It just kind of happens to be this way. But um, it, I, I was thinking, yeah, you know what, Maria, you should just kind of pick one thing and run with it. Um, and then <laughs> I realized, oh, okay, so each of these mediums are kind of doing different things for me. Like we were talking about drawing. I, I go and do this because it's just – great practice but guess what kind of by the end of it um sometimes <laughs> not every single session but sometimes I would get this inspiration and a little 
zing. I'm like, oh, I now have an idea to go ahead and do a photography series that would be like this. And it was all kind of inspired by the human body. And then I obsess and I'm just obsessed for, you know, weeks, months. Sometimes I'm like, okay, you know, I'll sleep on it. I'll wake up and it will be gone. No, it isn't. It's still here. That means I got to go get it done. So I uh, then, you know, very patiently (laughs) go ahead and start kind of collecting you know, um, trying to find the right model, you know, figuring out the right day to go and do this, make sure that I have the space and all my equipment. And then we go and start kind of taking photos until that vision is um, realized. So yeah, very much a lot of the times my drawings would um, kind of spark an idea for, um, for the photography. And then once I'm done with that collection of photos, I suddenly have the urge to kind of play some more with the new colors that I've come up with. Um, And then it just kind of, uh, that is a wild little area. You know, the the vision there isn't very precise. Um, At that point is that conversation with the canvas. I'm like, I have an idea, you know, I I love this, you know, blue and highlighted yellow. Like I, I want to play with it. And it reminds me of, you know, like acid rain or whatever. And then like, I, you know, oh, it reminds me of this thing that I just read about blah, blah, or, you know, the, the ants, the ant colonies that, you know, are, you know, ants are not really smart, smart by themselves, but as a, as a, as a group, they're an intelligent body. And like, you start kind of thinking about all this stuff and yeah, Colors do kind of connect with some ideas and eventually you, you get these, um, you know, and these series of, of different pieces of art that somehow work together and they shouldn't, <laughs> but they do. And, you know, it's both difficult to explain, but at the same time, when you do people are like, oh, yeah, 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 I see that. I see that. You know, I totally get it. I'm like, yeah. And I somehow sometimes feel like I need to, like, I'm sorry. I, there's just so much on the wall, but at the same time, I can't really help it (laughs) because all of it has a very different, um, you know, uh, I I have a different need for different things and and that's just how it comes together. It's kind of eclectic. Well, I, I love hearing this, uh, this little like snapshot of your, your idea process. Like I can really, uh, can really visualize exactly how, you know, one, one artwork that you're making is, is leading into the next and just like all the ideas are bouncing off of each other. Uh, that's fantastic to hear. I, I would say that the biggest takeaway here though, is just that, you know, artists who are, you know, you know, even if your art is one medium and you're very, very focused on uh, very specific themes and, and you're not really looking to, to change from there, you absolutely should still play around with other media, make, make other media part of your process. Like if you're a photographer, like sketch out your uh, photos first before taking them, um, or vice versa. If, um, you know, we just had, uh, another guest on the podcast who he makes paintings, but first he has a photo shoot and he, um, you know, like creates a Photoshop composition first before going into the painting. Um, so playing around with different media, it's just going to keep your creative juices flowing versus if you are so fixated on, uh, on one 
theme, one medium, it can get, it can become very easy to just get into this rut where you're no longer feeling that like inspiration, that, that juice flowing. It's more just, you know, you're churning out work and yes, being prolific is important, but also like having the, uh, the, the inspiration fused into your work as well is just, it's, it's so key. So, uh, I think that's, that's a, a, a really nice little, uh, story Maria to, um, uh, for, for artists to, to take and, and feel inspired to just constantly be creating and exploring new, uh, new concepts with different media. I think that's great. Um, Maria, this has been an amazing conversation. Uh, let's go ahead and take it home for our listeners. Uh, what is your number one tip for artists just getting started? I think kind of echoing on some of the stuff that you just said, um, and it's to play. Um, because the moment you start and, and don't get me wrong, focusing on kind of marketing and sales and all it's very important. But if you don't have a product to sell because you're not enjoying playing, um, you're not really gonna get there. So make it a practice to enjoy playing um, and kind of feel rewarded at the time of play. Um, it's just such a big deal because I found a, there, there's been a lot of times over, you know, my experience with art where I've slipped into um, that kind of focus of, oh, um, I'd like to sell or will I sell? And you just kind of focus on that a little bit. Um, and it's almost like a guilty feeling of thinking that way, but it just, I felt like that would, um, just stall or, um, kill the enjoyment of making art. And then every time I forget about it, um, or not forget about it, but kind of put it in the back of my mind and just focus on having fun, I'm actually able to produce good, genuine, um, artwork that is clear and you're able to kind of get the message without even talking about it. Um, even if it's just that, you know, people are like, oh, this reminds me of blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, you get it. I don't know how you get it. Like you shouldn't be able to, cause it's just, you know, kind of uh, a, an abstract painting. Like I don't, but yeah, you get it. And it's because I had fun playing. Um, and it was just, it was, you know, genuine emotion that was put into it. Um, so, you know, I think, that is something that I would urge everybody, you know, um, don't forget to, to make it a priority to, to have fun and enjoy your process first. Um, and, you know, don't get discouraged when the first 30 minutes of uh, drawing sucks because it also is kind of muscle memory or it's also kind of getting some of that anxiety out of the way from, you know, looking at a, blank canvas or a blank page or, or whatever medium you're working with um it, it takes a little bit of time to get into stuff you know um but you know that that whole idea of enjoying the process is a big deal i think i i'm sensing some ptsd specifically with the drawing <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the medium that i started with so you know we've, we've had some uh, we've had some relationship issues there yeah. but, you know. <laughs> 
Um, we're good we're good (laughs) (laughs) i love that um but yeah absolutely what you're saying is is such valuable advice i mean you know i think that there is this this inherent guilt almost sometimes with artists making art like it's almost like oh my god i like making this uh I i i should be like working more you know like it's like oh my art is a business so i i'm i i shouldn't be having fun, I should be focusing on every other part of it besides just like sitting in my studio and making art. But like you said, I mean, if you don't sit down and make the art, then you don't have a product to sell, in which case, don't be an artist, go do something else. So enjoying the art that is part of it. And also, again, like actually feeling inspired and making art that you love that you're playing around with, um, versus just churning out work. I mean, that is something that Again, you can look at like, okay, uh, XYZ thing is very marketable. Like there's plenty of people who want this thing, right? Well, okay, it's, that makes sense. But also the intangible of when you feel inspired and that is going into your work, that is something that other people sense in the work. And it, it makes them, it's oftentimes the thing that pushes them over the edge to actually buy it is because they connect with it on this deeper level. And that's something that like, yes, this is an art business podcast, but also, uh, it's just something that, that like is, is just as important to the work as having something that is easily marketable. It is part of what makes it marketable. Um, yeah. Harder to define. Yeah. I also think just, you know, when it comes to <laughs> inspiration and marketability, um, there is a market for almost anything. Um, and so your product, however unique or different, there's always people out there um, there's a group of people somewhere out there that will appreciate and want to pay for it um, as long as y- you're genuinely into what you do. Um, I, I firmly believe that. And I feel like the more I believe it, the better I've done <laughs> over the years. Um, and, you know, like you said, you could go and look up the top themes of things that do sell. But if if it's soulless um, pe- you know, people can tell, um, we're all animals and we can kind of sense, mm-hmm. um, BS here and there. So, so <laughs> um, so, you know, it's, it, it is important to, to stick to what inspires you. And then the second thing, when it comes to the things that inspire you, if you're going through a moment or if you haven't gotten there yet, where you, you, you're not sure what, what you're about or what your inspiration is. Um, Something silly like making a mood board or, you know, just going through and and sticking pictures on a board of, of, of things that you find interesting or enjoyable might give you a little bit of an insight about you, Um, the types of colors that you're into or some of the objects or the shapes or the things, you know, just that is a beginning or start paying attention when you're going about your day, what kind of gets your blood going and what gets you excited? That might be an insight into some of the things that you're into. And it might be very 
very niche and very, you know, um, kind of odd. It might be like, you know, brown frogs that you're into or, you know, purple butterflies. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I just, you just don't know. And that is awesome. Whatever, whatever gets you, you know, excited, explore it, like, you know, go, go after it and figure out why and what it is. And that's, that's kind of it really. Um, I feel like is my, my little um, advice to people who are struggling with what is it that I'm supposed to be focusing on? What am I into? What's my thing? Um, Yeah. It's, it's a little bit of an exploration, but follow that kind of zing um, feeling when you get it. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I, I've definitely had moments uh, with my own art where I'm just, I'm like, ah, oh, I need to make art. I need like, I, I, I yes. need to just start doing it. And it's like, no, like, pause for a second, make sure that you're in the right environment when you're in your studio or, or wherever you make your art. Um, and yeah, just like pay attention to the things that inspire you and and start from there instead of just like, okay, well, I've you know, made collages for the last like five years. So I'm the person who makes collages. And so I've got to make another collage, you know, it's like, like pause for a second and, and make sure that, that you, you are giving yourself that drive. Cause otherwise it's, it's just going to be, you know, like torturing yourself to try and like, you know, uh, create, something instead of needing to create it because you're so excited. That's, that's really how it should be. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. All right. So thank you again, Maria. Uh, And for everyone listening, you can listen to this and the rest of our podcast on our website at superfine.world to connect with Maria. You can follow her Instagram page at again, Maria Nakova.art. Uh, be sure to check us out at Superfine Art Fair on Instagram. Uh, we always appreciate a shout out when you're listening to and enjoying the artist business plan. Uh, please also leave us a review whenever you have a chance on Apple Podcasts. Um, those ratings and reviews are critical in helping other artist entrepreneurs find us. And as always, I'd like to wrap up by sharing a quick quote with you all. Today's quote is Jose Bergaman, and the quote is, effort and result are never simultaneous. In art, only the result counts. Maria, it has been such a pleasure having you here with us today. Thank you again for sharing your perspective with our listeners. Thank you so much for having me, James. Of course. Everyone else, have an awesome rest of your day, and remember to stay on top of your artist business plan, get out there, and make it happen. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Artist Business Plan. Hosted by me, Alex Mito. And me, James Milley. Join us each week to hear leaders in the art, marketing, and business arenas discuss tips and tricks designed to help you thrive and sell more art. To listen to this episode and all of our past episodes, just visit www.superfine.world and click The Artist Business Plan. And we love to hear what you have to say, so just follow us on Instagram at superfineartfair and shoot us a message just to let us know you're listening. Want to exhibit at an upcoming fair? Go to www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. Until next time, keep listening, keep creating, and keep up your artist business plan.